Chapter 13 of Dave Dashaway and His Hydroplane by Roy Rockwood. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 13 Hiram Dobbs and the Biplane. Dave walked straight along the fence. By the shortest route possible, he reached the gateway entrance to the factory yard. The tramp had put nimbly in the opposite direction. He was headed for the nearest business street, where he could spend some of the money that he had earned so easily. The young aviator was very much excited. He had made certain discoveries that had amazed him. He could not help but mentally rejoice over the strange fortune that had come from his stray meeting with a tramp. "'It's a clue, a sure clue,' said Dave to himself. "'Now, to move just right in this affair and make no mistake. The youth crossed the grounds of the plant and again entered the office building. He did not wait to announce himself, but, as he reached the door of the manager's room and found it closed, he tapped briskly. "'Come in,' spoke Mr. Randolph. "'Hello, you Dashaway?' "'Yes, sir,' bowed Dave, removing his cap. "'You are back soon.' "'Sooner than I planned,' replied Dave. But I... you thought the affair over, I hope. Something more than that, sir, responded Dave. I have come to tell you that I think that I can be of some service to you about that stolen aero hydroplane. Good for you. I've thought out a plan, sir, went on Dave. I feel certain that the people who raided the aerodrome and made off with the drifter are bound for a distant and unsettled section. But why? what benefit can they hope to secure way off from civilization that we have to guess at and work out replied dave i will say mr randolph that i think i have a faint clue to the disappearance of the airship you don't say so i shall know inside of twenty-four hours in fact, Mr. Randolph, I feel pretty certain that I can soon submit a plan that will satisfy you that I know what I am about. We already think that of you, Dashaway, and that I can bring results. Capital! I knew we were not mistaken in you. Now, see here. I see you have something working in your mind. I don't want to even hamper you by asking what it is. I would like to go back to Columbus on the first train, Mr. Randolph. Very well. I want to look up some affairs there, consult with Mr. King, and come back here the next day. And then? I shall perhaps want to use the very best aircraft you have in your factory. To hunt for the drifter? Yes, sir. Dashaway, the whole plant and everything in it is at your service. Thank you, sir. I consider this theft of the drifter even more important than I at first thought. How is that, Mr. Randolph? I've been thinking that, if some competitor were concerned in the affair, he might steal and utilize many points in our new model which are not yet protected by patents. I feel pretty sure that no business rival had anything to do with the theft, observed the young aviator confidently. Well, you work this affair out in your own way. Remember, as I told you, expense is no point, whatever. 
when shall we see you again tomorrow evening or the next morning at the latest something in dave's manner seemed to convince the shrewd manager of the interstate aeroplane company that their young employee was started on the right track he shook hands cordially with dave and then the latter left the office dave went at once to the railroad depot he learned that a train left in two hours that will bring me to columbus before dark he reflected i wonder what mr king will say the young aviator had a good deal on his mind enough to make the average lad impatient he had however learned a hard lesson of discipline with his tyrannical guardian old silas warner then too since coming under the helpful influence of mr king he had acquired a certain self-reliance that now stood him in good stead running an airship took nerve steadiness of purpose a definite concrete way of looking at things dave knew in his own mind that the drifter was each hour speeding farther and farther away from the haunts of men he recalled the old adage however which says the more haste the less speed and he determined to stick to the plan he had mentally outlined at the start i'm going to work on this affair slow but sure he told himself i think i can guess where the drifter is headed for if i am right i know that i shall find it dave reached columbus about dark he went straight from the depot to the aero grounds the plan he had formed in his mind took in a talk with mr king right away the baby racer hangar however was on his way to the aegis quarters as he neared it he saw a light in the shed where the little biplane was housed dave went to the half-open door of the place to find hiram dobbs with a lantern puttering about the machine what have you been up to hiram challenged dave why hello got back good cried hiram rushing forward to warmly welcome his best friend yes just arrived answered dave i've been cleaning up the machine explained hiram it's old grimshaw's fault what is I'm taking the baby racer out oh the machine has been out then has it remarked dave yes and up say dave I made the five hundred feet level. I hope you're not put out. It was a chance to make fifty dollars. Fifty dollars? Uh-huh, bobbed Hiram in a broad grin. How was that? Why, Grimshaw was piloting a party over the grounds. Rich man and his family, wife, son, and two daughters. The youngest one was a darling little miss. She wanted to fly and would fly. Grimshaw got to bragging about what you had done with the baby racer. Well, nothing would do, but I must roll the little beauty out. That was all right, Hiram, the young aviator hastened to say. I should always feel the biplane is safe in your hands. Well, finally the father consented to let his daughter try a fly along the ground. I settled her in a comfortable seat, and away we went. I made it a good stiff run, and there was some jolting, but the girl was wild over it. She begged for a second run. We got such a fine start that I lifted about twenty feet in the air. 
and then of course she screamed out in fear said dave with a smile screamed nothing dissented hiram she just spoke one delighted oh and then higher oh please keep on going say dave she looked so bright and brave i couldn't help it z i p what does z i p mean hiram asked dave a slide a swoop then a circle another a shoot upwards and the girl laughing out oh this is just grand her sister shrieked her mother fainted away and her father was shaking his cane at us and yelling for us to come back the racer did her prettiest in two grand circles of the grounds and came down light as a feather the girl jumped out one big smile just think of it i heard her cry to her sister when i've told my seminary chums that i've been up in a real airship then seeing that she was safe i think her folks were just as proud of her exploit as she was anyhow she ran up to her father in a coaxing way and came back to place a banknote in my hand when they were gone i found that it was a fifty-dollar bill old grimshaw chuckled and said he had hinted to the party that the regular fee for a ride in an airship was one hundred dollars i'm mighty glad you're back dave why you seem to have got along finely without me said dave we've missed you all the same where are you going dave asked hiram as his friend moved out of the shed why i'm anxious to see mr king as soon as i can i have something very important to talk about with him it's about that rush telegram yes hiram what did it mean when we meet with mr king you shall hear all about it hiram well mr king isn't home yet explained hiram dave looked disappointed that is continued hiram he hadn't got back when i was last up at the aegis hangar when was that about four o'clock this afternoon mr grimshaw though said he expected him on the six o'clock train we'll go and see if he has returned said dave they started for the aviator's headquarters. Half the distance covered, they met him coming in search of them. Mr. King looked pale and worried. Dave knew that something had happened to upset him. "'I'm glad you're back, Dashaway,' said Mr. King. "'Grimshaw told me you had been called to headquarters by the interstate people. I should have wired you to return right away if you had not returned. Something very important has transpired.' about mr dale about my father's old friend mr king asked dave that's it exactly bad news dashaway i'm sorry to say announced the aviator in a very serious tone end of chapter thirteen